Talk Back Matters. I'll never be the same. Nothing's what it once used to be. For 14 years, Michael lived with guns, bombs and bodyguards in southern India. He was a killer and he shares his story. My parents were both uh, missionary doctors. Actually, my parents wanted me to become a doctor and so they put me into good Christian schools in, in the city. Mm-hmm. And we were in the hostels there, my brother and I. And so at a very young age only, I started becoming very mischievous. And yeah, I used to ill-treat my parents very much and even went to the extent of beating my mother. Really? And uh, ill-treating my father. During his old age, he, was a, he became a paralytic patient. Mm. Even then, I pushed him uh, from the wheelchair and I ill-treated them very badly. Pushed him out of the wheelchair? Yeah. I never used to study well and I used to uh, be very disobedient to the teachers. and mm-hmm. What sort of things were you getting into? Uh, I was slowly getting into gang fights and things like that. And a very sinful life. Started smoking at a very small age. And uh, in school, I was a sort of gang leader, you know. Okay. And including, and my headmaster all once said, if Michael passes in the exams, the whole class would pass. The whole class? Yeah. Because you didn't study and he didn't think much of your yeah, level? Yeah, he thought I was the worst of all the people there. Did you continue through school or what happened with that? Yeah, somehow I took that word as a challenge. I studied hard and got through in school and then entered college. And as I grew up, uh, I became more a ferocious man. When you said, you said to me that um, you were kicked out of boarding school, mm. what happened with that? Yeah, the headmaster uh, uh, dismissed me from the hostel. So I had to stay outside in my father's friend's house and then go to the school and continue my studies. So when you say hostel, you mean, that's your, is that the terminology for boarding school? Yeah, it's a boarding school. Okay. When you left school, what was your goal? What was happening inside you? Uh, I didn't really care for studies and I didn't uh, know what I was going to do actually. But I just started uh, continuing my studies. But I always had a love for the poor. So after I finished my education, I started helping the poor people in the villages, rural areas. Great. What were you doing for them? Oh, I was trying to get them government schemes, help them economically. Endowment schemes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also help them uh, so regarding the health Mm-hmm. Because my parents were both doctors, so I used to uh, help them. And how did that go over? Yeah, that was going on well until uh, once one of the big village landlord, he was a politician, he started opposing my work by helping the poor people. Why? Because usually in India, the big landlords, they don't want the poor to uh, improve, you know. Really? Yeah. And so what did he do? So he uh, did not want me to enter into his village to do the work. But I was uh, bent upon going into the villages and helping the poor people there. So how did he try to stop you? Uh, He was a man, a very ferocious man living with bombs and guns. And he challenged that I would not be able to continue in this work. And I took up that challenge and 
So he became my enemy then. And when he became my enemy, I also slowly entered into the political life. Okay. He was a politician. So he was a deadly killer and and to safeguard myself, I also started living with bombs and guns and bodyguards. And I also became a very deadly man, a so very you, ferocious man. So you became a political factionist? I became a political factionist living with guns and bombs. And he wanted to kill me and I wanted to kill him. So what happened? Well, how long did this last for? This lasted for 14 long years. And and what sort of things went on? Yeah, during the 14 long years, many times uh, I was about to be killed. Many streaky attempts were made on my life. And nearly 60 to 70 times I was uh, protected by the Lord because my wife was a Christian and she was always praying for my soul. Really? And though I used to beat her and ill-treat her and uh, I was a very ferocious man. You beat her? Yeah, I used to beat her mercilessly and used to drive her out of the house and in the middle of the night. I used to point my gun at my wife and my children. I used to ill-treat my wife and my children very uh, badly. Mm -hmm. But because she was a Christian, she was always praying for me and she suffered a lot because of my uh, cruel life. And then with the people that you that were opposing you, what did you do to them? Yeah, during the 14 years, many uh, people were murdered. I became a murderer. Many people were killed during those 14 years of my political life. And uh, it was only a miracle because though my enemy wanted to kill me, I was uh, protected by the Lord because of my wife's prayers yeah. for nearly 60 to 70 times. Really? Yeah. Once the Central Reserve Police Force, when they opened fire on my vehicle, the bullets pierced through the front of my Jeep. I was sitting in the front of the Jeep. And God saved me that day. They didn't hit you? Yeah, it didn't hit me. Both my bodyguards on the right and the left, they received bullet injuries, but the Lord saved me that day. Wow. And then I was booked under the National Security Act, and by that time my enemy had become a very powerful man in the government. So while I was in jail, he used his influence and and I was poisoned in jail. Really? Yeah, the doctor came who was attending on me. He came and injected poison into me and I suffered the whole night with breathlessness and I, I was going to die. But the Lord protected me that day. Amazing. And also in jail, he used his influence and why, once while the police were taking me to the court cases to my native town, the police stopped the van in a forest area and the, the sub-inspector took out his revolver and wanted to shoot me. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to shoot you and write in my records that I shot you because you were running away from me. But it was a miracle because the constable who was with the sub-inspector, he objected to him shooting me. Really? So like that, nearly 60 to 70 times, the Lord was always protecting me. And I used to think that Jesus was a low-caste God. And was it what? A low... Low-caste God. Low-caste God. Yeah. Like a smaller deity. Smaller or God. Uh -huh. And he didn't have the strength. That's why he died on the cross. If he was God, why should he die? So I thought he was a weak God. I am not skilled to understand. 
What God has willed, what God has planned I only know at His right hand Stands one who is my Savior I take Him at His word and I used to manufacture my own bombs, crude, crude bombs. Did you take many lives? Yeah, many lives were lost during my political life. And after 14 years of politics, the sin of my political life and my wicked life came upon my head. Yeah. And I became a psychiatric patient and I did not have peace. I thought I would land up in the mental hospital. And uh, I could not sleep. The devil started tormenting my brain. And I used to take a lot of alcohol. I could not come out of my alcohol. Really? So I reached the bottom in 1993. That was when many times I went into my bedroom and took out my revolver and wanted to shoot myself. And uh, But I was always afraid. What would happen to me if I die? Yeah. What is it after this world? And you weren't sure? Yeah, I was not sure about that. Did that make you stop each time? Yeah, every time I took my revolver, I was scared to shoot myself. I was afraid of death. If I saw a coffin box, if I saw one person being buried in the grave, I used to worry, what will happen to me if I die? In politics, living with bombs and guns, I used to be very brave. But uh, the question of death used to worry me very much. So I was afraid to die and it was very difficult to continue living in the body because I became a psychiatric patient and my brain was affected very much. And that's because of the people that you killed and the, the life that you were living? Yeah, because many people died. All those sins came upon my head. I think it's the curse of God that came upon me. Okay, and so what happened in the end? So, in such a horrible situation, I remember the day I was sitting under the tree and in a helpless situation, I started crying out loudly. And my wife came to me and asked me, will you come and see your pastor? So, I went with her that day. And the pastor who spoke to me, he said, the Lord would forgive your sins if you accept him as your personal saviour. I thought, uh, how can God forgive my sins even if they take me out of the town and stone me to death? That punishment is not sufficient for me. For what you did, yeah. Yeah. But I believed what the pastor said and I went into my room and I didn't know how to pray properly. So I asked the Lord, will you forgive a person like me? And immediately the Lord spoke to me and he said that he would forgive me. Really? Yeah. He spoke to me through his word. Wow. This is that the weak God that you thought that he was, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he showed himself to be the opposite. Yeah. And so how did you feel? What did that make you feel? Oh, when the Lord spoke to me, I got faith in God and I started uh, following the Lord. And I started asking him to forgive all my sins from the age of six years. Wow. Since I smoked my first uh, tobacco, to all the political murders that took place, I humbled myself. I accepted that I was a sinner, that I grieved the Lord very much. I started asking the Lord to forgive me. 
And then they said, I am the temple of the living God. So I immediately threw away my cigarette packet. Mm-hmm. I stopped drinking. They said, if you look lustfully at another woman, it's adultery. So when I started keeping my heart uh, pure, the Lord started speaking to me more. Wow. Once uh, before I slept, I asked the Lord, will you speak to me through a dream? On that night, I had a dream that I was laying hands on people and praying for them. Some were carry, catching my hand and putting it on their heads. I wondered, is this not the work of pastors? Why did I get this such a dream? But I continued following the Lord and it was a miracle once God spoke to me through Isaiah 42 verse 6, calling, him, calling me for his ministry. And when I fasted for three days, on the third day, early in the morning, I heard the distant voice of God, which said, Exodus 4, Exodus 4. Four times I heard that sound. Four times. And I didn't know what was in Exodus 4. When I read that portion, it showed how God called Moses for his ministry. When I realized that God is calling me for a purpose, then I quit politics and apologized to nearly 300 people. Wow. All my enemies and I apologized to my wife also. Wow. So God really changed me and on March 30th, 1994, I was awake around 10.30 in the night. The big load which was there in my head, the torments, the suicide mentality, the sleeplessness, ness and whatever was there, the evil mind, the big load came out of my head instantly. The load? Yeah, the big load and torments, whatever was inside, the suffering. It came out of my head and the peace of God came into me. It was peace and not happiness. Peace, not happiness. For the first time in my life, I experienced God's peace and that was the joy of my salvation. I'll never be the same. Nothing but it once used to be. Michael was a political factionist in southern India who killed his enemies. He lived a life of guns, bombs and bodyguards. But he's a changed man today. He shares his story full-time in India and other countries of how he found peace. He's written a book called From Political Ruin to a Heavenly Mansion and you can get more details on his website, gunstogospel.org. His wife stuck with him through it all, praying that one day he would change. Light and Life, the Salvo's weekly radio show. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go.